Shake your head this way. Amen. Amen. There's more. Yeah, come on, this is going to take me all morning if y'all don't help me with this. All right. My dad always said, shake your head this way. If it falls off, you can catch it, you know. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Listen, that's a rebuke in our lives at times. When we're not free to be and do who He says we can be. And then have you looked in the mirror and saw the Lord? The next verse said, We with unveiled faces. In other words, the veil has been removed. And we have freedom in Christ. And our, we're beholding, as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord. Are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord, the Spirit. In other words, we are to be reflectors of the glory of the Lord. We're, we're, when we look in the mirror, we should behold the glory of the Lord. We should have liberty just to praise Him and thank Him, regardless of our circumstance or what's going on in our lives. But how does this Holy Spirit work? How does God work in our lives? And I, I want us to look at uh, an Old Testament passage in uh, Jeremiah 18. And maybe you haven't remembered this story in a while. But Jeremiah 18. Jeremiah was a great prophet. And the word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying. In other words, God told him what to do. God can still tell you what to do. Don't you want to hear from God? Well, sometimes we don't because we know we don't want to do it. But Jeremiah is hearing from the Lord. Arise and go to the potter's house. Some of us would say, why don't you just talk to me right here? Now, obedience, see. Arise and go to the potter's house, and there I will announce my words to you. I went down to the potter's house, and there he was making something on the wheel. But the vessel that he was making of clay was spoiled in the hand of the potter. So he remade it into another vessel as it pleased the potter to make. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Can I not, O house of Israel, can I not ascension church, can I not in each of our lives deal with you as this potter does, declares the Lord. Behold, like the clay in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. That reminds me of Philippians 2.13, which said, For it is God who is working in you to will and work for His good pleasure. Now, here's this potter, and he's got this piece of clay, and he's making something. He's got a design in mind, and yet the clay doesn't want to mold to that, and he just starts over and redoes it. And I think sometimes he has to do that in our lives because we just 
are obstinate to want to do what God wants to do. Just do it here. I don't want to go to the potter's house. I, I don't want to do this. I don't want to. And yet you're wanting God to speak to us. And see, the Holy Spirit, there's a couple of verses, talks about don't quench the Holy Spirit. He can be quenched. <clears throat> I heard a pastor that was, <clears throat> he used a lot of humor. And he said, I've got so carried away in that that he said, I could just sense the Holy Spirit left me. But it's okay to have fun. It's okay to be who you are. But we need to be sensitive to who God is. We, we need to have such an awareness of Him regardless of where we are. We need to be like the three-year-old child when something goes wrong. They just say, Mama! I mean, they're always aware of their surroundings. Well, maybe not always. But they're aware of where, where Mama is. They, they know where to go. And, and we need to be like that in that sense. There's a scripture in uh, Proverbs 15. Proverbs 15, 31. As I read that this week, I wrote this down. He whose ear listens to the life-giving reproof will dwell among the wise. There's things in life that reprove us that we just say, it must be Monday, I'm having a bad day, and we don't even consider that God might be spanking us a little bit. That's what that reproof is. He whose ear listens to the life-giving reproof will dwell among the wise. He who neglects discipline despises himself. But he who listens to reproof acquires understanding. So we, we have to listen to these reproofs. We need to understand them. Then verse 33, The fear of the Lord is the instruction for wisdom. And before honor comes humility. We, you've got to want to know the Holy Spirit. If the, the Lord abides within you, His Spirit abides within you, and it's, it's God's will for us to be led by the Spirit. Go, go to Roman. Uh, I didn't put this scripture up, but Romans 12, 1, you know that scripture. I beseech you, brother, by the mercies of God, to present your body a living sacrifice. That's your reasonable service of worship. Listen, worship is not just singing our songs. Worship is doing what God's got you doing. Then it says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. As you renew your mind, the Holy Spirit's got some things to work with. He'll remind you of the Scriptures. We need a balance between the Word and the Scripture. You can just know the Word and, be, and, and use the Word wrongly. Because you're to be led by the Spirit, not by the Word. I was really taught more to be... Well, I took it to be led more by the Word. But we're led by the Spirit. But you've got to know the Word. The Word of God, it, the Bible, the whole thing's God's will. 
but there's parts of it you don't want for your life. The guy, and some people think you can just open the Bible and, and get your direction for the day. You probably better go back to where you need to be reading other than the Lord tells you to look at a particular scripture. This guy says, I've got to find a word for the God of God for the day. And he opens it up and says, Judas hung himself, you know. He said, I think I need another word. Well, obviously he did. But we're to be led by the Holy Spirit. How do we get to know him? How did I get to know Dixie? I spent time with her. How did I get to know each of you? We've, we've had some conversations. We did some things, maybe together. I mean, you have to... We sang about waiting. Wait for Him. We sang that song this morning. Just wait for Him. We want to turn on some noise or something. Turn it all off. Just wait for Him. Thank you. I'm glad you're here. That's better than... It should have been better than one amen, but I thank you for that one. Lord, I bless you. Look at Romans uh, chapter 9. Verse 20. On the contrary, who are you? O man who answers back to God. The thing molded will not say to the molder, Why did you make me like this, will it? Surely none of us have done that. Or does not the potter have a right over the clay to make from the same lump one vessel for honor and another for common use? God can do what he wants to. And he doesn't make any trash. We're made in his image and his likeness, but then he gives us a choice. And the problems we've all had is because of the choices we made that were wrong. We didn't always choose to be led by this mighty Holy Spirit. I was going to get this put on the board, but I didn't. I want to read you a quote from Andrew Murray. The Holy Spirit is the church's power for all her work and her missions. And that power will only act mightily as the number of individual believers increase, believers who give themselves to be possessed, to be led, to by, be used by the Spirit of Christ. The Holy Spirit, thank you, is the church's power. John, you, you, you're, you're getting backslid. The Holy Spirit is the church's power for all the work, particularly those who give themselves to be possessed, to be led, to be used by the Spirit of Christ. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Christ. And... <clears throat> Whatever you do, your job, your vocation, your pastime, whatever it is, 
the Holy Spirit wants to be involved in it. If you're led by Him, He won't lead you someplace you can't be who He wants you to be. Now, we've all been in them others, and we know how uncomfortable we felt, and we really knew we shouldn't have been there. But we need to be who Jesus says we are. And we are His representation on the earth. Another one of my dad's stories was this guy was talking about some guy that was supposed to be a Christian and he was really ragging on him because he wasn't a good Christian as far as he is concerned. And my dad says, God just needs some better samples. That's us. That's us. That's who we are. But why would God come and live with us and not make us like him? That's his will. That is his will. You know what God's will is? It's Christ Jesus. His will for you is Christ. The more you live and move in Christ, the more the Holy Spirit has freedom to be who he wants to be. You can't separate them all. The living Christ wants to do things in your life. We're praying and believing for your family. They're coming in. We're, they're coming in. See, we know it's God's will for her family to come in, but they have a choice. And Scripture says, the God of this world's got them blinded. So, Lord, we stand against that blindness in the name of Jesus. We call them into the kingdom. Some of you are making decisions. You have decisions to make this week that will affect your lives. I declare this morning that you have the mind of Christ in those decisions. And if you get ready to do that, you're going to do this thing, do that. Be led by the Spirit. And it takes time to just, take time to stop and pray about it. Cry out to God about it. Get his, you'll get His mind about it eventually. And then yet, you know, I've come, to, I've made some of those decisions and I knew what I needed to do and yet I didn't have the peace I thought I ought to have because there's still an adversary that wants to come against you. And sometimes we've just got to take a deep breath and stand up and be who God's called us to be and make those decisions. But we need to be Christ-like in them. But, <clears throat> you know the harshest words that Jesus spoke were to those that, that knew the most, the Pharisees. He gave them eight woes. Woe to you! Woe to you! Woe to you! He called them out. You know what? I wish I knew all they knew. You know, what they knew was right. They could have probably quoted the first five or six books of the Bible. But the spirit they were in was wrong. So you can be right and be wrong. You can be right. Well, bless God, the Bible says. That's what Angie says. She hated that I used that on her as a kid. Well, the Bible says. Well, that's not always the right answer, see. <laughs> what does the spirit want to say in this particular case? That's where we need the wisdom of Issachar. We need to be 
led by him. See, we just want enough of God to be saved and believe we get to go to heaven. But meanwhile, we want to do what we want to do. The rest of you ought to say, oh me. Yeah, if you can't say amen, it's oh me. Because, see, I said God's will is Christ Jesus in your life. And when Christ Jesus is Lord, the Holy Spirit's got freedom to work and to lead you. And He won't lead you into junk. The Holy Spirit won't lead you into sin. He'll, he'll give you the discernment to know what to do and what not to do. And I tell you, the body of Christ needs discernment. We're, we're so divided <clears throat> in so many things from politics and even getting churches together. There's probably 30 various congregations in Skytook, but yet from God's sight, there's only one church. But you can't get them all together. You might as well herd cats. But because, and I know what it is, and they're all doing what they think they're supposed to do, just as I am. But we just get caught up, in, and you do too, in your everyday job or life, and that's all there is to it. Let me tell you, God's world's bigger than that. Sometimes we just have to take a deep breath and say, you're really God. You're, you're, there's some things to do that you need to do, but listen, you're not the answer to everybody's problem. You're not. That's what he told the Pharisees. Woe to you. Jesus said, do what they say, but don't do what they do. Isn't that something? You don't whip your kids for doing something you're doing that's wrong. See, he's either Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. The message is pretty simple. But we want to confound it. We, we want all the bells and whistles, but we don't want to have the daily come to Jesus. It's either character or compromise. It's either discipline or regret. I'm going to do this or I'm going to wish, oh, I wish I hadn't, you know. I'm going to make a choice. I'm going to go the direction God wants me to go. The crowd's not going to lead me around. It really doesn't make any difference what my best friend thinks. If it's contrary to what God wants me to do. I'm not to be led by him or her. I'm to be led by him. And we let so many things affect our lives. So, well, what what'll do they think? What's he going to think? See, what's most that'll show you what's important in your life. We're more concerned about what they think than what he thinks. Jesus said, you just need to be, you need to fear the one that can send you to hell. And, that, and that's the Lord God Almighty. We need to walk and be led by him. Let me give you another Andrew Murray story here. It's not in what we know, but in what we are. 
that the Spirit begins His work. And the teaching of the Spirit begins not in words or thought, but in power. Put up that 1 Corinthians 4.20, please. Not in what we know. The Pharisees had all the answers, but they wasn't doing what they knew. But in what we are, does the Spirit begin His work? And the teaching of the Spirit begins not in words or thoughts, but in power. That 1 Corinthians 4.20. I love that verse. For the kingdom of God is not in words, but in power. There's people that talk all the time. This guy was complaining about his wife. It could have been a wife complaining about her husband. Says, what do they do? Says, they just talk all the time. Said, well, what do they say? Said, well, that's a problem. They don't ever really say anything. They just talk. Well, there's Christians that way. Where's the power? Where's the power? See, you could have come in with a, a victory this morning of maybe getting to share with somebody, maybe just getting to help somebody, giving somebody a word. Where's the power? Where, what's the Holy Spirit of God that lives within you? What's He doing in you? Well, the question really probably should be, what are you allowing Him to do? What do you want Him to do? If Jesus showed up, ask you, what would you have me do? It seems easier to saying he's worthy of it all. But you know what? He's the same on Monday morning. He'll be this evening. Same this evening. See, it's lifestyle, and we've regimented it to some for just Sunday, some Sunday and Wednesday. Some it's every day. A walk with Jesus. Getting quiet in here. The altar's already open. You're not going to bother me if you'll just come and cry out to God. It's not in what we know, but in what we are. We are. Who He is in you. What are you doing with what God's given you? What difference are you making? It's got to be real in your life. Then it'll be real in your family. Then it'll go from there. That's why we've our Wednesday nights have been a lot on the home. He wants to be Lord of the home. He wants to be Lord of your marriage. He wants to be Lord of your finances. I had a friend that's always made a lot of money, and this is years ago and we were all just trying to grow into some of the things of the Lord <clears throat> and in a revival meeting he, he come and talked to me he said I'm here and I need to give 900 and some dollars in the offering you know he wasn't used to hearing from God that way do you want to hear from God if he told you to go somewhere and you could make a million, you'd want to hear. 
So, do we want? Do we want to hear? He gave the money. He's been a blessed man all his life. But you know, there comes. I mean, we. Everything you do in life, you do it as an amateur. You've never done it before. He never had God speak to him like that. He's speaking. That Holy Spirit wants to get out and take over. Who do you think the Holy Spirit thinks he is? He's God. <laughs> you remember? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. It's not God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. They're co-equal. He is God. Do you want Him to guide your life? Do you want to be who he says you could be? Psalms 139 says, I've written your days down in my book. You've got a book. Don't you want to fulfill what he's wrote down, what his plans are for you? I pray it don't take some of you long to get on that schedule as it did me. It's a shame for the kids and teenagers get saved and then get away from God for a lot of years and then take a lot of years to get over what those years did to them. The greatest testimony that you'll ever have is I didn't go through the junk. We hear somebody, they've been through this, they've been through that. The best testimony is I've just walked it out with the Lord. They, and they don't think they've got a testimony. That's a great testimony. That's the greatest. What's the Holy Spirit saying to you today? Lord, I just bless you and thank you. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 5. And I know you know these scriptures. I want to read you two verses. Verse 17 and 18. <clears throat> this is it. Apostle Paul writing to a church where he had probably founded it and led it for three years. And he's away and he writes them back a letter. So then do not be foolish, but understand <coughs> excuse me, what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation or waste but to be filled with the Spirit. Now let me ask you a question. Now think before you answer this. Is that a suggestion or a command? Which is it? Okay. We'd rather take it as a suggestion because we can think about it. But it's a command. It's a sin not to be filled with the Spirit of God. You know, there's a Bible story about going out in the highways and hedges and bringing them in. And there's this great banquet. And yet the Lord comes in. There's one guy there that doesn't have on a wedding garment. And you know what he did? 
He kicked him out. You know why he kicked him out? He had a garment for him and he wouldn't put it on. That's like the Holy Spirit. He's given us the Holy Spirit, but if we refuse to let Jesus Christ lead our lives and His Spirit lead us, we're like the guy who wouldn't put on the wedding garment. He's not. Everybody else, no, I'm going to be who I am. Well, there's a time when you better be who He says you are. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. He's always right. We, we just need to join Him. Lord, we just bless You. Lord, I thank You. I'm just looking to see if I'd read all my scriptures. I believe I have. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit's still God. He's still God. Now what are you going to do with Ephesians 5.18 if that's a command and not a suggestion. How do you get filled with the Spirit? Well, for me, I heard a, a message about the Spirit-filled life. And Dixie and I went forward. It wasn't in our church. but uh, And we got prayed for. It was in First Baptist Church here in Skytook when it was down about where the auction is now. And we went back the next night. And we got prayed for again. That's how I really <clears throat> came to the difference of saying, of trying to learn to walk with how the Holy Spirit wants to work in your life. It's different in everyone. Some people... God does different things in all of our lives. But the Holy Spirit wants to lead you. He wants to rule. But see, I had to bow my heart and say, Lord, I want what you want for my life. And I, I know you can say that wherever you are. And you can just say it. But I'm telling you, when you're willing to say, I'll lay it down, whatever it is, if you'll do what you want to do in my life. But you've got to lay yours down first and then see what He wants to do. You can't say, I'll make you Lord if you'll do this or this. It never will. See, that's humanism at its best. See, and America's close to that. We've made God the servant. We want to tell him what to do. Maybe that's why our prayers aren't getting answered. Maybe that's why we've got the government we've got. Maybe we we just get our ideas instead of... I'm telling you, if you'll just get focused on Jesus, if you believe that Christ is God's will, he wants to lead us. He wants to guide you. Why did He put us here? Why did He put His Spirit within us if we chose Him? So we could give Him praise. We could give Him honor. But we could go out and be a reflector of who He is. And, and He'll give you the, the right opportunities.
I wrote down some declarations. Let's do them. Let me read this one. <clears throat> it says, Reckon my flesh dead, but we can declare our flesh is dead and I'm alive in Christ. Can we do that? I declare, I declare prayer. My flesh is dead. I declare I'm alive in Christ. I declare the cares and riches and things of this world will not rule my life. I declare I'm dead to the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the pride of life. You remember Galatians 2.20? It says, I have been crucified. It doesn't say I am. Some translations say I, I am crucified. No, you were crucified with Christ. He's not on the cross. You're not on the cross. You have been crucified. Nevertheless, you live. In the life you live, you live now by the faith of God. He's your life. He's what you're about. The life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself up for me. Amen. Now what about, is Jesus Lord? He's Lord. He, he's, he's, this, this is, today will be the last day of somebody's life somewhere in the earth. We need to live every day like He's coming. Listen, and, and we're getting away from that where people don't believe Jesus is coming back. You've got to tear that page out of the book where He said, I will come again and get you. He's coming after us. How and when, that's not our issue. Only the Father knows. But He's coming. But are you ready? Are you ready for this next assignment He has for you? Amen. He wants to fill you with His Spirit. If there's an area of your life that you know you need to give to Him, you need to do it this morning. When you come this morning, you need to say, Lord, you're right. I've been Lord of my own life in this area. I want you to be Lord of all. You know that God wants to do more in you maybe than you're allowing Him to do. You need to be filled with His Spirit. Today's the day of salvation. Well, I'm already saved. What about making a difference in the kingdom of God? But first of all, you've got to be obedient to God to be who He's called you to be. And you can never do it without being filled with His Spirit. And see, he's saying, I want to do that in your life. I want you to allow me to make the calls. Holy Spirit, come have your way in us. Let's just stand this morning. Let's wait on the Lord. Let's bless the Lord. Come on, cry out to him. Is he Lord? Is he Lord? Is he Lord? Just Come respond. Come let Jesus be Jesus in your life.
Let the Holy Spirit lead you. Lord, we bless you. Is he Lord of everything? Lord, you show us areas you're wanting to change us in. Holy Spirit, I know there's more you have for me. I know there's more you have for our church. For your church, I know there's more you have for each of us. And Lord, I stand against our pride and our ways that want to keep us from yielding to Jesus. More of the glory. Richard, turn up the music a little bit more. Come on, let's bless the Lord. Come on, bless the Lord. Come on, this is the day. He's willing to do something in your life. Don't resist Him. Don't resist Him. If you've got the thought you know you ought to come, that's the Holy Spirit. I know you can be filled with the Spirit at home. This is His day, and He's saying do it this way today. He says, go down to the potter's house. Get back up on that wheel and let the potter finish what he started in you. He won't make a mistake. We bless you, Lord.